0: Chapter thirty three of Arizona Nights by Stephen Edward White. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Raw First of all he unhitched the horses from the buckboard and turned them loose. Then, since he was early trained in Indian warfare, he dragged Palmer to the wagon wheel and tied him so closely to it that he could not roll over. For though the bronco buster was already so fettered that his only possible movement was of the jack knife variety, nevertheless he might be able to hitch himself along the ground to a sharp stone there to saw through the rope about his wrist. Estrella, her husband, held in contempt. He merely supplemented her wristbands by one about the ankles. Leisurely he mounted button, and turned up the wagon trail, leaving the two. Estrella had exhausted herself. She was capable of nothing more in the way of emotion. Her eyes tight closed, she inhaled in deep, trembling, long-drawn breaths, and exhaled with the name of her Maker. Brent Palmer, on the contrary, was by no means subdued. He had expected to be shot in cold blood. Now he did not know what to anticipate, his black level brows drawn straight in defiance, he threw his curses after Johnson's retreating figure. The latter, however, paid no attention. He had his purposes once at the top of the arroyo, he took a careful survey of the landscape now rich with dawn, each excrescence on the plain, his half-squinted eyes noticed, and with instant skill relegated to his proper category of soapweed, mesquite cactus at length he swung button in an easy lope toward what looked to be a bunch of soapweed in the middle distance but in a moment the cattle could be seen plainly button pricked up his ears he knew cattle now he proceeded tentatively lifting high his little hoofs to avoid the half-seen inequalities of the ground and the ground's growths wondering whether he were to be called on to rope or to drive when the rider had approached to within a hundred feet the cattle started immediately button understood that he was to pursue no rope swung above his head so he sheered off and ran as fast as he could to cut ahead of the bunch, but his rider with knee and rein forced him in. After a moment, to his astonishment, he found himself running alongside a big steer. Button had never hunted buffalo. Buck Johnson had. The Colts forty-five barked once, and then again. The steer staggered, fell to his knees, recovered, and finally stopped, the blood streaming from his nostrils. In a moment he fell heavily on his side, dead. Senior Johnson at once dismounted and began methodically to skin the animal. This was not easy, for he had no way of suspending the carcass nor of rolling it from side to side. However, he was practiced at it and did a neat job. Two or three times he even caught himself taking extra pains that the thin flesh strip should not adhere to the inside of the pelt. Then he smiled grimly, and ripped it loose. After the hide had been removed he cut from the edge, around and around, a long narrow strip. With this he bound the whole into a compact bundle strapped it on behind his saddle and remounted he returned to the arroyo estrella still lay with her eyes closed brent palmer looked up keenly the bronco buster saw the green hide a puzzled expression crept across his face roughly johnson loosed his enemy from the wheel and dragged him to the woman he passed the free end of the riata about them both tying them close together the girl continued to moan out of her wits with terror what are you going to do now you devil demanded palmer but received no reply Buck Johnson spread out the rawhide. Putting forth his huge strength, he carried it to the pair, bound together like a bale of goods, and laid them on its cool surface. He threw across them the edges, and then deliberately began to wind around and around the huge and unwieldy rawhide package the strip he had cut from the edge of the pelt. Nor was this altogether easy. At last Brent Palmer understood. He writhed in the struggle of desperation, foaming blasphemies. The uncouth bundle rolled here and there, but inexorably the other from the advantage of his position drew the thongs tighter and then all at once from vituperation the Bronco buster fell to pleading not for life but for death for god's sake shoot me he cried from within the smothering folds of the rawhide if you ever had a heart in you shoot me don't leave me here to be crushed in this vice you wouldn't do that to a yellow dog an injun wouldn't do that buck it's a joke isn't it don't go away and leave me buck i've done you dirt cut my heart out if you want to I won't say a word, but don't leave me here for the sun!" His voice was drowned in a piercing scream as Estrella came to herself and understood. Always the rawhide had possessed for her an occult fascination and repulsion. She had never been able to touch it without a shudder, and yet she had always been drawn to experiment with it. The terror of her doom had now added to it for her all the vague and premonitory terrors which heretofore she had not understood. The richness of the dawn had flowed to the west. Day was at hand. Breezes had begun to play across the desert, the wind-devils to raise their straight columns. A first long shaft of sunlight shot through a pass in the Chiricahuas, trembled in the dust moted air, and laid its warmth on the rawhide. Senor Johnson roused himself from his gloom to speak his first words of the episode. "'There, damn you!' said he. "'I guess you'll be close enough together now.' He turned away to look for his horse. This is the end of chapter 33.